0: Good evening and welcome to a special edition of Pointing Pointers. Uh, this week's podcast is simply an um, in-depth look at Cheltenham's Hunter Chase uh, for the festival. And we are joined by none other than Hunter Chase expert Darren Pearce. Darren, how are you
1: doing? I'm good, thanks Ben. How are you?
0: Yeah, really well, thanks. And we have spared you, Johnny, this week and um, and Mike Um, has already started um, the beers so um, I've just got James. James how are you doing?
2: Yeah good thank you.
0: Good. Um, So what I thought we'd do chaps is look through the top 10 in the betting just to have a uh, have half a chance of keeping this to a sensible amount of time. We'll have a look at the uh, the the top 10 in the betting and then um, and then anyone else that we uh, uh, Think there's anything interesting to chat about um, with the ones a bit bit bigger priced. Um, so um, Darren, this is quite a big puzzle to solve. Um, I you you wouldn't perhaps say it's um, extraordinarily more open than usual, but it's it's definitely a bit of a, a better, definitely a bit of a puzzle. Uh, where do we
1: start? Well, I suppose away is the obvious place to start um i mean he's likely to go off favorite for the third year running uh, but he's finished second the last two years so would it be the third year running where he finishes second now in recent years you'd be wanting to be age 10 or 11 to win this and he's now age 10 so it, as as far as stats go he, he's the right age now Darren, um, you've,
0: you've stolen the only stat that I had for this race. Oh, right. yeah, I, that was going to be my, you've stolen my thunder within the I'm first four I was going to say, ah, yes, for Darren. Throws. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's a great <laughs> point, though. Do carry on. I'll just sit and listen.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the first year he, he was quite well beaten by it come to pass. Last year was obviously very close uh, between him and Paul mm. Bay. They finished well clear of the rest. Um, didn't really enjoy Aintree, but he bounced back to beat. Uh, oh, sorry, to push Bob and Co all the way to the lineup, Punches, stand wasn't much between them on that evening. Um, this season, he had an early setback, so we didn't see him until January, which is a bit unusual. We usually see him earlier than that. Uh, Woody Mullins reported before he had his opening run of the season that he was likely to lead, lead the run, and he looked like it as well. He, he finished quite tired, 12 length second to wing leader. who's second in, in the betting, so we'll come to him shortly. He was yeah. much better at Nace last time. Uh, when he won with ease apart from one jumping error where he, w- he also wore chick pieces for the first time and he did seem to travel better because he has hit a, a flat spot in his races in the past but he didn't seem to, to do that at nice having said that he didn't really beat an awful lot his stable mate goodbye sammy who was actually in the, Fo- uh, it's not the fox anymore, um the hunter <laughs> chase betting for this race for a long time for some reason but he's still a maiden he got beaten in a maiden point um before he ran at Nace and he got stuffed. Well, he, he was quite well beaten at long odds on in a Maiden Hunter's chase last week. So the form mm. isn't particularly strong. So you're sort of wondering where we are with him at the moment this season. Yeah. I mean, a repeat of last year's one might actually be good enough to win this. But I I mean, he's just a very short price again. And Yeah, I can't you know, have him to be honest.
0: You know, there's certain horses that you just can't, for whatever reason, you just can't warm to. I think Blue Lord's a bit like that in the Arkle. Everyone knows that he probably will win and no one wants to back him. Bill Away's that guy for me. I just can't have him.
1: Yeah. Look, could I put anyone off backing him? Not really, because he's got obvious claims, but would I want to be backing him at nine to four, five to two and and possibly even shorter on on the day, especially if the Irish have a good festival, which it looks like they're going to certainly at this stage. Um, but yeah, I, I just think he's, he's very sure there's, there's a slight unknown about where we are form wise with him mm. and as much as he, he probably ought to finish in the first three again. Um, I, I think that there could be some value elsewhere.
2: I think he's priced on last year's running, isn't he? Rather than this year's cause he's done nothing this year to suggest he should be nine to four. Um, I think like Darren said, it sharpened him up last time for the cheek pieces, but um, I think we need to see a massive step forward from Nays for him to be a nine to four shot in this race mm yeah
0: um i'm very interested to hear what you've got to say about uh, wing leader darren because um spoiler alert he'd be my my
1: idea of the winner later the meeting. okay uh, <laughs> um i mean originally uh, i mean I, I i do a little blog through, all through the, the season which some people might have read giving up up-to-date advice and sort of where we are at with, with the runners and when i wrote the first one which i think was at the beginning of january um I didn't think wing leader would even go to the festival because just generally speaking on form, he, he, he looks like he wouldn't be good enough. And then of course he, he went and beat Bill away, uh, at Thills after that. Um, and obviously he's got to have a decent chance. Now he dead heated with Mighty, Mighty Stowaway on the, on his seasonal return, which is okay form. I mean, Mighty Stowaway is going to be running here, but you, you wouldn't really fancy him. Um, He's only eight years old, but he's had quite a lot of racing already. Um, mm. despite, and he's, I mean, he's already running 14 hunter chases, which is, which is a hell of a lot. Uh, he was second in the 2019 John Corbett <laughs> cup. Um, and he won his first hunter chase two years ago, but then he just really struggled to get his head in front. After that, he's been behind bill three times. Um, there were a couple of seconds. He won again at Tremor finally uh, back in April. And then he followed that up with a win at the Stoll in June. He's nine from 15 in points. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Billaway wasn't fully fit at um, at third. So we, we know that. And mm. I, I I just think he benefited benefited from the fact that Billaway wasn't quite at his peak that day. And I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he suddenly found a bit more improvement at the age of eight. Now he's a bit older, but I I, I for me he's just had a lot of a lot of runs, and
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah I, I I can I can fully understand why people fancy him. And I I, I mean, you could argue that there's a case for him being shorter and the better thing than Billaway, given given what he did do at the But I, I I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just a little bit suspect about the Irish form. Um, I mean, they've not got too many runners in in the race this year. And they've got the first and second in the betting. I I, I just sort of wonder whether this side of the RSH have got the stronger pointing form and uh, under chase form.
0: Yeah, well, I hope you're right. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to your beloved Bob and Cow.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, obviously he disappointed at Stratford when it, when I came on the on the podcast to, to preview that meeting, but he did he did win at Punchersound, which which I also mentioned um, uh, with it being. Been the same night as the Chant Hunt and Chase night. Now, mm. I mean, let's let's start by talking about his his owner and his right David Maxwell. Now, last year, he he only rode three winners, one of which was Bob and Co, beating a load of rubbish at Hexham, or you know, a load of rubbish compared to Bob and Co. I, yeah. I should classify that if if you had a runner in that race. The, ever, <laughs> the, the other one was <laughs> Dolphin Square, who basically won a match at Kelso. Um, and the other was Bob Bunko at, at punches, Sam. He, he just wasn't in, he wasn't riding at his best. He was, he was injured. He got injured before, obviously then with COVID, uh, amateurs weren't allowed to ride for a long time. And I, I just think he was race rusty. Now this season mm-hmm. has clearly been much better. I think he's riding as well as he's ever done. Uh, um, he's obviously had, he's had some high profile wins as well in, in beating professional jockeys, not just in, in hunter chases and you just sort of wonder whether everything's going to align for him to win the big one this year. I I don't think he's going to get a better chance because surely he's not got too many years left in the saddle. Um, I thought he ran very well at Haydock last year. I, I think that's quite a, a strong piece of form which will come mm. on to more uh, later on. But they went a crawl in very bad ground. Cousin Pascal, I think, just beat him for speed and the third for that matter. I mean, Paul Nichols was quite open before the race. He said that he was being trained to peak for Cheltenham and he's also said it since. And I just wonder whether the reason that Maxwell didn't make it more of a stamina test, which would have suited Bob and Kirby, is because he knew the horse needed the run. And I would imagine that Paul Nichols might have said to him, just, just mind him. It was really hmm. bad ground at Haydock. Yeah, if you, if you watch the finish, he wasn't overly hard on Bob and Co. He, he just got up for second. But I, I just thought he was minding him with Charlton be mind. And I, I certainly think he's a stronger stayer than Cousin Pascal. So I think he'll reverse reverse that form. I mean, if there's one negative about him, his jumping isn't always foot perfect. And of course, he unseated in this race last year. I mean, I was on at an anti-post at 25 to 1. I was getting quite excited at the time. And then Sean Bowen came off at three out. I, yeah. I think he would have been in the first three at the very least. Obviously, it's hard to know for mm-hmm. certain. Maybe we would have finished, but he beat. But uh, he, sorry, he beat Bill away, Obviously, at Punchestown, so we know where we are at with him. He's 11 years old. I, I mean, that Haydock, like I say, I think it's solid. I just think I just think he, he's got a superb chance, and I wow. find it hard to believe that he won't be involved in the finish. So uh, we a,
0: a bit of a clue there as to where you might be heading with your final selection. Yeah, possibly. So, so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's move on. Um, James, is there anything you want to add to, um, to, to Bob
2: and co? No, I'd just, I'd have him as favourite if I was pricing the race. Um, at the current prices, I've got him down at seven to one. I could see available on him. Um, that's a hell of a each way price, isn't it? Because I can't see him being out the first three. So buying money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your favourite betting strategy, James, <laughs> buying cash. Um, so let's move on to Pont Avon. Um uh I don't know anything about this horse, I'll be totally honest. So over to you, Darren. <laughs>
1: right, fair enough. Um well Connections paid 30000 pounds for him last year after he left Willie Mullins yard. Yeah, I right. mean, Willie would be pretty frustrated if Pont Avon goes to beats Bill away. Um <laughs> yeah, he fell on his seasonal debut at Horse Heath. Um I watched the video for that prior to his run at Ludlow in a in a the chase. I mean, his jockey thought he would have won that. I I thought it looked a bit of a tired four. He's I mean, it's quite hard to see. It's the first fence in the straight It's quite hard to see on the video because you're looking head on. And I, I just thought his his sort of legs collapsed as if he was a bit tired. Um but you know, that, that's, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm sure others have, have gotten a, a different view. Obviously the jockey does now he won at Higham very, very easily. And he won just as easy at Ludlow last time. Obviously this race is going to be hell of a lot stronger than either those two events. And of course the thing with Higham and Ludlow is they are pan flat tracks. Sheldon's mm-hmm. going to be a completely different kettle of fish. And I, I've got a really big concern about the trip. Now, I know he, he did win over three miles in his younger days, but Maloon's kept him to two and a half miles and shorter after that. So you'd imagine he thought that was his best trip. And like I say, Cheltenham's completely different. I mean, Horse Thief is quite a good um, experience going towards Cheltenham. I mean, Blur won there, for example, uh, before he went and won the, the Fox hunter, as it was back then. And it's a bit frustrating, actually, that he didn't finish, and then we would have known better if, we, if he was uh, a, a strong sayer. I mean, he clearly has a serious engine because he didn't really come out of first gear at Ludlow. I'm just not sure whether that engine will see him stay three and a quarter miles around Cheltenham. And the other concern is his jumping. As we know, he obviously came down at Horsey. He, he made mistakes at Ludlow. He made mistakes when he was trained by Willie Mullins chances are he's, he's going to make a few mistakes around Cheltenham as well. Mm. So if you combine the stamina concerns and the jumping concerns, he personally wouldn't be for me, but then I do know that a couple of like quite shrewd people do fancy him for the contest. Um, but I, for mm. me, I think he's plenty short enough in the betting.
0: Yeah, and and he's a nine-year-old, so there's absolutely no way that he can win the race. It's um, statistically proven for the last seven exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, James, can you can you be having him
2: or? Um... No, I, I same. I wrote down jumping. I think um, it's all right jumping like that around Ludlow when the competition's not quite as strong. But you turn up at Cheltenham and you're taking on serious horses like Bob and Co. and Billaway. I think his jumping will come unstuck. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: So, uh, Dubai Quest. I'm kind of anxious to know what you think about this, Darren, because um, obviously uh, friends of the pod um, and a, a you know a, another British pointer that, that's uh, hoping to, to upset the apple cart. What do you make of his chances?
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised that Gene has chosen him over his stable mate who will come on to in June course uh he's won seven on the bounce in points and hunter chases after he fell at uh, larkle on his first start for the ellises so obviously he's very pro- progressive uh i saw him at chadsey Corbett over christmas ready I, th- I think that's a, a stronger ladies open as you'll ever see it was a really hot contest um i mean some people think if you reverse the jockeys that tango de jule would have actually beaten Dubai quest I can see why people say that because Tango de Julie's <laughs> jockey wasn't. Uh, I mean, she's very inexperienced and she she wasn't riding as hard as Gina was. But then Gina's very forceful in the saddle, so that's, that's maybe not the biggest surprise in the world. I Tango de Julie set a really fast gallop that day, and I I just wonder whether the horse might be, have been tired anyway.
0: Um, Darren, you, I see. I thought you were number one's podcast super fan, but we actually made this point on the week that that happened. And I um, uncharacteristically gave the jockey a bit of a hard time. and actually said, if anyone can tell me anything different, then please come on and tell me I'm an idiot. But I just <laughs> thought it was a very strange ride. Like, yeah. you know, it was quite showjumpery, and I just didn't see, there was, didn't seem to be any drive. It was, it was one of, it was Gina's, um, it, this was the race, wasn't it? That Gina broke into the record.
1: I think she equaled the record. I, yeah, I I think that's yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, and, and and we, we talked about it at the time, and, and and you did you did wonder if you'd swap jockeys if the outcome would have been different, and that is, no, I, you know, it's no no means a slant on 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 I can't remember her name; it's really bad, but the uh, the jockey that's riding Tango, yeah. but um it's you know you're up against the the best female rider of point points of all time, so it's not it's hardly a yeah uh, an insult, but uh, yeah, no, I, exactly, I, I'm the same exactly
1: opinion. that I no, I can I I can certainly understand why people. Have that viewpoint, um, that if you just swap jockeys, that, that you would have had a different result. But I mean, I mean, regardless, I mean, Tango Jujule had hacked up at Foss um, in the point to point prior to that. So, the, the, you know, I, I think the, the it's, whatever, not even, knock, even, it? it's not a
0: form, yeah, knock, I, no.
1: it's not, it's not a form. Lock. I mean, Red Indian was third, he's done well since Se- Seal Soul, uh, was fourth, he's done, he hasn't won since, but he, he's shown some some good form as well. So I, I, whatever for, for an opening start to your season, when you're aiming at Cheltenham, it was a perfectly good one. Um, and then he went to Wetherby and, you know, he, he, he was good again. He showed off that he, he's got a superb engine. He beat LeBrule, who didn't Frank the form at Doncaster has, has to be said, but, um, it's so you'd have liked to have seen him do better. Now, the big concern was he didn't really jump very well at Wetherby. He, he made the odd mistake at Chadsey Corbett. He made a horrendous mistake at Fakenham when he went to Hunter Chase last year, when, um, Gina's sister Bridget lost her irons. Um, and I was, I, 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 you know, I backed him that day and I thought he was a goner, I, I thought she was, I thought he was going to get rid of her. Mm. <sighs> so is he going to jump around, Cheltenham them safely? I mean, I think he's. I think he's going to make mistakes. I mean, he didn't really look like he was going to fall at Werberby. It it's just a case of: is he going to be good enough to survive the niggly jumping? Then obviously jumping and win. I think. I think he's good enough to win, um, and but the the jumping is a worry.
0: Yeah, so he's fallen once in twelve starts. So the the there's what the difference isn't there, like between making noodly mistakes and actually stacking it. Yeah, and he's only stacked it once. And if there's a jockey that knows Cheltenham better than some of these, you'd say
1: it'd be Gina, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, what what I lost, I lost my train at four, which is why I stopped a bit what stopped I was gonna what no, so all right, what I was gonna say was I'd have preferred him to have more experience under rules. I right, think okay. I, I mean Gina's dad was quoted after the Weatherby race. He was like that, you know, we're glad he got the experience. We wondered whether the ground would be soft enough, because it was it was quite quick for that time of year at Weatherby. Um, but the ground was fine. Um, but I, I just would have liked to have seen him have at least another Hunter Chase run. I mean, he's had two, he's jumped around at uh, faking him on Weatherby. Again, two pretty flat tracks. So how's he gonna cope with the undulations at Cheltenham? It's the big unknown is he's mm. jumping. Mm. Otherwise, I, I, you know, I, I think he's got a really strong case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. James, anything to say on that before we move on to the non-runner shanty player? <laughs> well,
2: well, this is the, um, this is the horse that sort of British point-to-pointing want to see winning, isn't it? Proper British pointer, trained by a proper British pointing yard, ridden by a, you know, proper um, British point-to-point jockey. It's,
0: And it's the one thing missing from her CV. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great. She's
2: broken a lot of records this year. It'd be nice to see her do another one. But as I say, you know, there's a lot of controversy about Hunter chases recently and and the trainers they are winning them. But this is a proper English pointer, isn't it? So seeing this win would be a feel-good. I don't think she will, but it would be nice.
0: (laughs) So, so, So by contrast, Shantou Flyer, trained by Paul Nichols, ridden by David Maxwell.
1: Yeah. If Bob and doesn't of, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, uh, yeah a, it's, a, mean, it's
0: an insurance policy, isn't is Isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean he, he said it after Chanty Flyer won at Fontwell that if, if Bob and Go yeah. doesn't make it, then then he runs Chanty Flyer. I mean he's got a superb Troutman record if between now mm. uh between recording the podcast and when it goes out, it doesn't run. Um so he, he, I mean he'd probably have an each way chance if he if he did run, but mm. yeah, he's obviously a, a reserve.
0: Yeah. So cousin pascal will almost definitely run you'd say unless there was any issues yep. beforehand i mean my yeah, feeling that is. is that it's a very different test to the um to the to the race he won at aintree that la- uh last year um and you know while he's been on good form it is it's quite a different race he's got a very good pilot in james king in the saddle uh what how do you rate his chances
1: darren yeah i mean that's a big plus having james in the saddle we- he gave him a cracking ride at Aintree last year to win, to win yeah, the Aintree Fox Hunters. I mean, his trainer's shown his usual confidence about the uh, horse's chances. Um, the slight concern would be he, he's never been a good traveller. Um, he went to Anik last year and and Joe mentioned before he won at Cateric that he didn't travel well to Anik and that's the reason why he was beaten. And I, th- I think it was the same thing that happened at Charing when he was beaten by Backbar. I mean, that form wouldn't be anywhere near good enough to, to win this, even though Backbar did, did win at Leicester last time and is entered um, to run at Cheltenham as well. Uh, after that, Charing, he was second to Wagner at Hereford um, in a race, which has worked out well. Maracuda was third and, and won at Leicester. And Wagner was a bit fortunate to win at Wincanton, but it, it was still a, a good performance in ground. He, he didn't really enjoy um, his trainer thought he idled that day and that was the reason he got beat. He, he reckons that he, they were hoping Markle Ridge was going to take him further into the race. And he did, um, Markle, Ridge, I think it was pulled up and the end. We certainly well beaten anyway. I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, he didn't look like he was idling at Aintree and he also said that he was idling at Haydock. But again, I, I mean, I think the Haydock form is really strong despite mm. the fact they went a crawl. And I, you had four good horses. I mean, the, the horse that finished fourth nearly won at Leicester last week Over back over two miles over a more suitable trip. James King rode, rode a fantastic race for Haydock. He, he rode them all to sleep. But as I've already said, I, I don't think David Maxwell was necessarily out to win the race on Boba Cove. Obviously, he would win it if he could, but he wasn't out to give him a really hard ride. Cousin Pascal has a decent turn of foot. Two mile sixes is is more his trip as he proved at Aintree. I mean, look, he's he's clearly a good horse, but I, I personally just can't see him staying at Cheltenham. Three and a quarter miles, strong pace. Yeah, Not for that's,
0: why, that's why I said it's a different test, really. I mean, obviously, because it's further, but that's that's kind of what I was alluding to. I don't have him down as an now, now there. Um, no. But 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 his trainer is very bullish as always. Like you said, he said the price is an insult, and it's <laughs> since drifted. Uh, so I mean, um, I,
1: mean, I mean, I mean, he fancied him entry last year, and I didn't. And look at what he did there. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all prepared for the horse to prove me wrong because Joe is. I mean, he's a fantastic trainer, and, and what he's done with the horse is unbelievable. Really, because mm. he, he looked a pretty poor horse, and it's not the first time that Joe has got a horse like this to massively improve and enter in races so look he he certainly deserves to win at Cheltenham, and it'll be make for a fantastic interview after the race if he does but i yeah like i say i've got a big question mark question mark about his stamina yeah fair enough
0: there goes my um, alarm telling me to go to bed um no it's actually telling me to buy the racing post on monday Uh, which is tomorrow, so thanks for the reminder phone. Uh, Apparently there's a very good supplement, and I'd I'd only buy the post like two days of the year, and tomorrow's one of them. Uh,
2: We move on. Uh, James, (laughs) have you got anything to add about Cousin Pascal or not? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Darren said it all already, hasn't he? I'd be concerned as to where they'll stay. It's a very different test to Tree, isn't it? Um, But, you know, I've been following him all year, and I was thinking maybe his form wasn't working out, but, you know, being second you'd be a bit worried about that but actually the form of those races is what's stronger and stronger the longer um he's gone on and for me 16 to 1 um i think james king is the type of rider that can do it because you do need a decent rider in these types of races because it's very easy at Cheltenham to get overexcited and i don't think james king's the type of lad that's going to get overexcited um it's just whether he can get him up the hill i would be worried he'll be running out of petrol at the end but 16 to 1 i would be prepared to take that risk
0: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. You know, um, you know, in Ireland, there's loads of basically professional jockeys that are amateurs. You know, like Derek O'Connor and and, and Patrick, etc. James is the one British rider, and and probably uh, probably Jack before he switched codes. James is the one British rider for me that is just like massively. You know, um, Wolf dressed as a lamb. You know, he he could he could he could ride into rules.
2: Have you, have you ever day, heard of a lad called um, Will Biddock or not? <laughs> I think no, he's, no, he's no, alright.
0: He... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's too late now I to, come, to to have a quick comeback on that one, James. So I'll just let you have it and just take it on the chin. Moving on to uh, <laughs> to the uh, another Irish raider, Vauxolet or Voslay. Um... So this is the one horse. I'll let you into a, uh, an embarrassing secret. This is the one horse I've backed in the race. And I've got absolutely no idea why. So I obviously heard it put up by someone somewhere with a convincing uh, argument at some point, And then I backed him. Um, not not massive stakes. But uh, yeah, so I, this is my only liability in the race to date. Uh, Darren, send me a, uh, a life boy. Throw, throw me yeah, an I'm inflatable sorry. into the water.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I think the stable's got a better chance of winged leader myself. Um, yeah. Obviously, he beat, he beat a couple of these in the John Corbett Cup at Stratford last year. That was on the back of a maiden hunter's chase when at uh, down Royal. And he looked progressive. And I thought, well, yeah, he, he could possibly turn into a Cheltenham horse. But he, he landed a hunter chase at Ferry House um, back in November. And then he went to Dan Royal on um, Boxing Day and he was really disappointing. He only f- he finished third behind Dorkin Cock. And that to me doesn't look overly strong form. He hasn't been seen since I mean David Christie like a couple of weeks ago was even hinting that he might not send in. I, I, I think he I think he definitely fancies wing needs are over him. I mean, there's every chance for they could turn into to being a, a Cheltenham horse at some stage, but um He's quite young, is it? i just want to check out what he is off the top. Uh, he's only seven. Mm. Uh, I think it was Capobliss. Uh, sorry, Salcipo sorry. He can't win for three seven. years then. Can't win for three years. No, I mean, Salcipo was seven when he first won it back in 2012. <laughs> but it's he's, he's quite unusual. And yeah. he, he, the way he ran it down road, just suggested to me that he might need a little bit more experience at the moment. Yeah, fair
0: enough. I was interested to see earlier. I mean, it wouldn't be a massive trends guy, but I was interested to see how many horses have won it back to back years. So obviously you've got South Salsify was one. It was South of
1: Five, yeah, Passion de Polder. I mean, it, um, on the fringe, there's others
0: as well. Yeah, so it,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, on the fr- So it, it did become quite a thing at one stage. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, I think they are the most recent three because I, I definitely remember someone putting a stat like one year. I think it might have been on the fringes second. Like I said, oh I'm, you know, one horse has has done the followed it up in God knows how many years. And I was like, Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's, <laughs> it's a bit of a meaningless of stat. And then obviously on yeah. the fringe of it pass and passage the bolder did it did it the following yeah. year. So so he, he, yeah, it, it is possible, but I I've just got a feeling, yeah, like I say he might need a bit more experience.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so Two more to go before we uh, have a look at some of the um, longer shots. Um, So Fumé Dudari, who um, Gina on the podcast said she'd be really um, gutted to get off. And obviously, um, Jack won't be riding him either. Um, He's a special horse to the family and um, clearly very talented. Um, So Zach Baker will take the ride. Um, How do you rate his chances?
1: I mean, to pay £800... For a horse like him, I mean, it must be one of the best buys in recent <laughs> years. I mean, it's just incredible yeah. what he's done. I mean, eight out of ten starts, including two hunter chase wins at Leicester and on the hunter chase night at Cheltenham last year. I mean, that came over two miles, even though they went a crawl in the John Corbett Cup. I thought he didn't stay. He was beaten nearly three lengths by Forcelay, and whereas Premier Magic, he was behind them in third. Look, looked like he needed. A stronger test than he got that night. I thought dude to where he was was stopping. And mm-hmm. if you've got the if you've got enough pace to win over two miles at Cheltenham, even though you know it, it maybe wasn't the strongest race in the world, I've just got serious doubts whether he's going to have enough stamina to win over three and a quarter miles. Yeah.
0: No, I was just going to say, I think, you know, on, on the on the stamp of horse that he is, you'd say he'd be a zippy uh, zippy horse for shorter short races and not not mm. the archetypal staying chaser. Um, Look,
1: don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I can fully understand why connections are going for this yeah. race. Um, because, he, I mean, he's all, almost a once-in-a-lifetime horse. I mean, he was cheaply bought. You've got a horse that's capable of, you know, good enough to be running in the race. But, cool yeah. I, I, yeah, course form. He's had a couple of runs at Horsey. He was quite impressive the first time. The the second time, he he made really hard work of only beating one other finisher. Um, I I just wonder whether again he could be a horse that, if he stays better as he gets older, then he might be one for you know in two three years time possibly. But I, yeah, I I just think he's he's not going to stay this year.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Um, now. To finish off the uh, the top ten in the betting, we've got another proper uh, British points pointer in Premier Magic, um, trained and ridden by Mr. Bradley Gibbs, um, and owned, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, by his future father-in-law, Mr. Julian Sheriff. Premier Magic goes for Brad Gibbs. Um, James, is there anything you want to say about Premier Magic before Darren tells you you're wrong? <laughs>
2: Uh, no, I think he's a good horse, isn't he? Uh, I don't know that he's good enough yeah, to win but... the Fox Hunters, but I mean he's won all the good races. He was disappointing last year in the John Corbett Cup, wasn't he? But um, when I fancied him that day, so I'm even more bitter about it. That's probably why I don't see him winning the Fox Hunters. I haven't given him yet. Um, <laughs> but he's he's beating Paul Lot Bay this year, hasn't he? Um, I don't think he's probably as mm. good a horse as he was last year. Um, he's had a, he's been trained for the race. I think it's always very difficult when the trainer says. Highland Jewels the first string it's really difficult to then fancy Premier Magic and I know Highland Jewels now come out so um, Premier Magic probably has got a good chance but I, I feel like I, I ruled him out a long time ago because Brad wants to ride the other one and I just can't really get off that bus now even though I can see he's got good form but hopefully Darren's going to persuade yeah. me the other way now
1: No I fully agree with what you're saying I mean, oh, I mean he's 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 a hell of a super sub because he clearly is a good horse, but it's like Highland Jewel was going to run in the race and then she picked up a a small injury and now she's going to go to Aintree as long as she's well. Premier Magic, who was going to go to Aintree, is now going to Cheltenham. So, I mean, surely he was doing doing it that way around for a reason. But having said that, I think he's an improved horse this year. As I said, I, I as I said just now, I don't think he had the enough of a stamina test at Stratford. They they went a crawl. I I, I think he's a he's a proper stayer. Um, that you know when he beat Paul ott Bay on his seasonal return, I suspect he was probably fitter because Will was interviewed at the track and sort of suggested well, the way he was talking, he thought Paul ott Bay would be the first form. Um, obviously he, he's not made it to the race. So, so we, we don't know, um, whether that would have been the case or not. However, I mean, he, he was impressive at Melbourne St. Andrew last time, again, didn't be an awful lot, but he he did it very, very easily. Mm. And, and to be fair to Brad, he also was interviewed at Chadsley and, and said in the, you know, the sort of three, four weeks, of building up to the race, he suddenly felt a lot of improvement in the horse. So maybe he's taken them by surprise mm. a little bit, and he is going to be capable of going close. I, I, I mean, if if you took out the Jewel was originally going to run, you, you'd probably think he he would he, he might be worth a bet. But it is that mm. Highland Jewel thing that's nagging in the back of your mind. It's like well, he's the reserve runner, you know. But yeah. like I say, he, he's a perfectly good reserve runner, and if you wanted to back him each way, I I think you wouldn't necessarily put people off doing that.
0: No, I, I, I did get the impression when we spoke to Brad about it originally that it was it was a toss of a coin job and not like a mm. oh yeah, hundred percent absolutely Highland Jewel. Yeah. Oh now I'll oh, I'll oh, know but we'll take him instead. It was I, I mean definitely I,
1: like I mean hor- yeah, horses make fools out of people. They make fools out of punters, they make fools out of trainers. So it could be yeah. a thick. He he got the right he was gonna make the wrong decision anyway. And that <laughs> well, that's from your it. magic's gonna to, going to go and win. And maybe High Rage will also win that entry. But
0: um how many times this yeah, week like- will we see Mullins chuck ten darts at a race just in case the the, the, exactly. the, the first nine don't win, you know? <laughs> the, the, I, I think the key is I
1: think he's a better horse this season than he was last year.
0: Yeah. He was a pretty good yeah, horse last year. So-
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so before we get everyone's selections. Um, any other interesting, um, long shots?
1: Um, mentioned a couple of the other Irish runners. I mean, Lord Schnitzel has been doing quite well over in Ireland in points. He, he won a made a hundred chase at Limerick over Christmas. His trainer after that said he might go to Aintree rather than shout them. If I was training him, that would probably be the way I would have gone. Because, again, stamina could be a bit of a concern. And he didn't jump particularly well when he ran at the festival in 2020. But, uh, I, again, he might have a reasonable chance. Um, Gordon Elliott's likely to run Mighty Stowaway, which I think Jamie has said he's likely to ride. Yeah, I know he dead-heated with wing leader, but he's not shown as much progression since then as wing leader did in uh, the next time. it will be his 10th I mean, run this year, this year as well. That's
2: an incredible. I, yeah, <laughs> I, like I know. Busy. Yeah, he's,
1: he has been very busy. He was sixth in this last year. I'm not sure he'll better that. I mean, Jamie Codd didn't sound overly hopefully sort of might say he might finish fourth or something, but um but but obviously he might attract attention because Jamie's riding him. Um you could give on the Doncaster running, Deser de Joe uh I probably pronounce that horribly. Um he just <laughs> got caught by Dolphin Square late on at um at Doncaster now he beat the rule by further than Dubai Crested at Wetherby so strictly speaking you could give him a chance on that form but I mean the the men's opening one at Charing was pretty weak and that Doncaster run does stand out a little bit I mean connections have only recently got him though so it, it, he could come from left field and, and run better than the odds suggest the one I thought could run well at a big price, though, is overworked, underpaid. Now, obviously, we've spoken quite a bit about the Haydock um, form. He was third, as I say, just beaten by Bob and Co. And on weight ratings, he's got little chance in this. The highest he, he went off under rules was 113, which was at least £30, probably. Lower than what he, he would need to do here, but he looks an improved horse and what he's done this yeah. season. He also went to Charingey unseated um, that day. And then he was really impressive at Annick in December, clocking a really fast time. And in the loose leaf form book, um, they give a pace rating, and he, his is really high. It's one of the highest that's been this season um, in points. And he was carrying 12 stone 10 because it was 12 stone five and he had a five pound penalty to carry. So the fact that he clocked the quickest time of the meeting is really impressive. Um, Mm -hmm. He did it. He went back there in January and won again. I, if I'd have, if, I mean, I'm, I can't ride horses, but if i had been riding him at Haydock, I'd have made sure it was a stiffer test of stamina than it was because he he is all about stamina and two miles six at a crawl didn't suit him at all. Three and a quarter miles around Chartham is going to be absolutely ideal for him. Kenny Morgan traded him in points. He's gone back to Laura uh, for the Hunter Chases. Obviously, she's been doing incredibly well in recent weeks.
0: Yeah. The,
1: only, the only concern I have is the ground because he seems to be best at testing ground. The forecast is suggesting we're not going to get an awful lot of rain this week. I mean, they've, they've even been talking about watering at some stage. So... I, I mean, I'd fancy him a hell of a lot more if you if you told me it was going to be soft or heavy on on Friday. I'd, I'd be really keen on his chances. Yeah. As it is, I I, I think I, at the bigger prices, he's he's the one that I I'm most interested in with that ground concern. But I, I mean, if it was going to be soft or heavy, he'd be shorter in the betting. So to a certain extent, I think I think it's factored in. And he like I say, the race was one to suit at Haydock, and I thought that was a really good performance.
0: Fair enough, um, James. Any you want to mention?
2: No, I had a quick look through the outsiders, and I um, found it difficult to find anything. I see it came to pass. He's in there again, isn't he? But he's probably a bit too old now. Um, Monbeg mm. chit chat. He was sixty-six to one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was talking to Mike earlier, and we said he might have it. Well, Mike particularly said he might be an interest on each way. Whether he's quite good mm. enough, I don't know. Is he's it, decent. Uh, hunter chaser isn't he but this is a different level um i'd be interested at 66 i think he's about 25 to 1 now so i'm probably less interested but he could run a place but no i think the winner yeah. comes from the first 10 probably
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't think there's much strength and depth i mean it's hard to see i mean it came to pass with 66 is when he when he won but then i mean i know it was a bit after after the event but you looked at each saw. what he beat bill away you know, not lot that long prior to, to before he won it so he's like mm. well, the form was there but you, you look through the form of the out most of the outsiders you're like they, they just haven't got much of a chance and yeah the, the main ones that we've mentioned it, it's sort of hard to see one of them not winning it
0: hmm the only other one I'd give a bit of a mention to and it's um, very badly researched you'll um, be amazed to learn Um <laughs> Is is um, Don Bercy? So Ryan Potter, and this is a, a this is a betting um, uh, thought rather than a form thought or anything else. So there's a horse called Don Bercy, which uh, seemingly, if R means run out, which I think it does, has an absolute penchant for running round obstacles, but in between running out, seems to hit the frame or win, and um. Ryan, you, you look poised to, to shoot me down here, Darren, so let me just keep ploughing on so that you can increase the blades of glory. Just it him uh, out. But, um, so, Ryan, so Ryan Potter is a trainer I'm mean, incredibly interested in, he seems to have bought a lot of horses and runs them in his own silks, and um, he's landed a few... Uh, Punts, basically. And I just wonder mm. whether without having a realistic chance in any of the race, you know, any of the handicaps or whatever, he hasn't got any entered, I don't believe, at Cheltenham. Um, whether this is his idea of a bit of fun, you know, whether he's got okay. a horse that's capable of winning. But shoot well, I down. I'd
1: personally I'd personally want thirty threes on him starting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it refused <laughs> to start? Well, it's a bit of both. So okay. in twenty twenty he refused to race. In a point, and then he refused at Ludlow. I think it was a novice chase, and the stewards gave him a warning after that because it was because he's he's done it before. If you go back even further, <laughs> he went back pointing, and he won, and was quite impressive in doing so. To be fair mm. to him, but then after that, he he was reluctant to race, and he down tools at the second, uh, which was the, what was in the form comment. <laughs> he's not run this season which is always a big negative for this race. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'd probably want thirty threes on him actually deciding he wanted to run with them. I, I, I can only think that maybe they think that first time out might be the time that he does start. And that's why we haven't seen him. And it's, just possibly a, it's, it's, it's
0: a fleeting thought, but I just thought,
1: yeah, it, you know, I mean, if he decided, if he decided to, to compete, then yeah, you, you could see him being capable, but when the horse is that reluctant to race on occasions, I mean, he, 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 it's going to be seventy thousand people there. You know, if ever there is going <laughs> to be, that's a, what he a, needs. A, maybe well, just said, could we... <laughs> get me more people to watch me. I need a bigger crowd. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, then they start right in front the stands, so he could get pretty yeah. buzzed up. So yeah. it yeah, yeah. it might be a case I don't fancy this, but yeah, get the popcorn
0: ready. um So. um I'm going to go first with my selections just to get it out of the way. Um, I fancy wing leader to win. Um, I thought visually I'm, I'm more of a, um, a visual man, James, and uh, watching the video from w- watching the replay from his last win and gone back and watching the others, So now I just, I've just taken my, um, and it could be completely unfounded, but I'm going to have wing leader on a win bet. And then for, uh, for the support of the British pointing scene, and also because I think they've got very, very good chances, I'm going to have an each-way bet on Cousin Pascal, Dubai Quest, and oh God, uh, <laughs> and Premier Magic. So um, I wouldn't recommend it as a punting strategy, but as a uh, as a romantic one, uh, that's that's where I'm heading. So uh, wing wing leader to win, and uh, and, and all of them. To, to fill the rest of the places. Uh, Darren, give us something a bit
1: more sensible. Well, I mean, look, it, Bill Away could win. He he de- he definitely could win, but <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't back him at I mean, he's 5 to 2 at the moment. I I like to say he, he could start shorter. I I really like the chance of Bob and Coe. if he gets round Shock. given he unseated last year, I I think I think he's going to go very, very close. And like I said, when talking about his chances, his rider is riding better than ever. And he's desperate to win this race. And I, I, I almost think the stars are just aligning for him to do so. I mean, he, he he's great for the sport. Um, even though I'm concerned about Dubai Crest jumping, I will probably end up having a little bit on him because he has got a serious engine and I think he's good enough to win if his jumping doesn't get in the way. And I think... To a certain extent, I think that's factored into the price, and I think overworked underpaid. He's only around about twenty-five. You can get a thirty-three to one, but I I think he might drift a little bit, and I think he could get be a bit overpriced, despite the fact that I'm worried about the ground. And again, I think that's factored in. So I really I really like that Haydock form. I mean, it could end up that of Pascal goes and franks the form, but I, out of the outsiders, I I thought he's the one that's got a chance of, of hitting the frame.
0: I need to back him as well. You just reminded me. How could I not back him? Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so that's fine. Yeah, I think, I mean, what like, you like,
1: want to yeah. ask?
2: So your James strategy is James basically James to back anyone that you've got their number in your phone. This you is James, race, Brad, this is less Gina. <laughs> anyone else you've got in your phone?
0: Laura, Laura and Kelly. That's Laura what and what Kelly, there you go. Yeah. So on a serious note, uh, this uh, you know like it's not on a serious note Yeah, you know, this isn't about a profit for me this race i just want to i just want to uh, <laughs> just want to support um no so i yeah i add that one to the list james you're much more james only backs certainties darren you know he buys me um genuinely he's backed the Presbury cup going to ireland at 10 to 1 on and he's really excited me. about it, but he's re- no, yeah, well, of course, that, but he's that really is s- <laughs> Yeah. Oh
1: God. Well, I wouldn't describe yeah, myself
2: as excited about it, Ben. It's a transaction for me. It's an absolute certainty, and you're getting ten percent. If you can show me a bank that will pay me ten percent on my money for putting it in there for two weeks, absolute. I mean, there's no no way on the planet <laughs> yeah. that Ireland will not win the Pressbury Cup. Like, if we get more than ten, right, I'll be actually. happy. Um, but we will definitely win the Hunters, so that's good. Um, for me, that's
1: all that matters, really. Exactly. That's
2: exactly it. For me, the betting's all wrong. Bob and Co should be favourite. Bill away, can't have him. I think he's. If he didn't win last year, was his year to win. Um, I don't think he's in as good a form this year. Uh, at five to two, that's for me is a silly price. Like I say, I'd have Bob and Co at five to two, and I'd have him at seven to one. Um, but the two horses. I quite like... Cousin Pascal, I'm not sure he'll stay, but I will really be upset if I haven't tipped him and he does win because we all know (laughs) what Joe can do. And um, I think James King, as I say, I think he's got the head on him for something like a Fox Hunters um, and probably more seriously Premier Magic. I think he's got a great chance at his price. Again, if you're backing both of them, they're like 12, 14 to 1. It gives you two runners in the race... One of them's definitely going to be placed, isn't it? So, you know, it's a bit of fun. You know, we were joking there about buying money. This is not the race to buy money in. This is a very open race. Any one of the first 10 could win it. Um, So my recommendation would be to back the horse. If you know a jockey, if you like the silks, you know, that would be my recommendation.
1: (laughs) Take the grand national approach. Also, you're likely to get full... You're likely to get four places. Most bookmakers mm. will offer four places in the race as well. Exactly um, that. Be strictly being three, so yeah, you get an even better value. Yeah, definitely.
0: I've changed my mind, guys. After that, after hearing you you two speaking professional sense, I've changed my mind. We're going straight win bet on Don Bercy. <sighs> God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Have it with James Bet. Uh, Bett. uh <laughs> have it with James, yeah, sure. How much? How much can I have on? As I've much had, as you want. It's watch. funny actually because yeah, it's funny because it's um, you know we're two days away from Cheltenham and I am absolutely sure of the outcome of every race and I, I know who's going to win each and every race and no one can prove that I'm that I'm wrong at this stage. Um, so I'm you know feeling full of confidence and, and, and unfortunately I can't get more than twenty eight p on the accumulator. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I plan on going to uh, the Bahamas this time next week, um and with that, we'll wrap up. I mean, this has been our longest episode in, in a long while, and um, Darren, thanks so much for coming on. We've uh, we've covered that in in good depth.
1: That's that's well, probably my fault. I've been rambling on. No, about. no, no. You
0: you are you are known for your in depth study, and that's why uh, that's why you do such a good job of it. So, Darren. Um, I hope you enjoy all of the week, and uh, I hope you've uh, backed the winner of the Fox Hunters, which is actually called the uh, St James's Place Festival Challenge Cup Open Hunters Chase Class Two
1: five well, just quickly, I know I know we've rambled on. What do we make of the name change? Absolute rubbish. Isn't I, it? I mean, most people most people call it the fox hunting still I mean, it's just it's just really frustrating they they've changed uh, it's it it's just rubbish yeah, I just, and i don't know. like to see it
2: from cheltenham i think cheltenham should know better i think cheltenham uh, were put there by national hunt people i think national hunt people have made national hunt racing and national hunt is linked to fox hunting i haven't been fox hunting since it was banned i wouldn't go well it's not that i don't disagree with it or anything it's just not a, a pastime i do but for me, the Fox Hunters is the Fox Hunters is tradition. There's no reason to take that away. You know, there's, it, it doesn't support fox hunting in the sense. It's Plus, not, you know, it's just stupid. The, and the other thing is they haven't come up with a decent name for it. No, exactly.
1: Yeah, if
2: there was a politically good name to change it to, then fair enough um but yeah i can't see it and it can't be sponsorship pressure because st james's um place they've uh they've sponsored it for a few years now haven't they so it's not like a new sponsor came in and said this needs to be changed Mm. and it's still called hunter chase i mean what are they hunting it's
0: definitely come from cheltenham it's definitely come from cheltenham i know quite a few of the lads that would do the 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 hound parade at the festival and it's not happening this year um, so you won't see any uh, huntsmen or, or whipperings or, or any other hunt staff riding um, down the concourse or uh, leading them up or anything, which is a, is a massive shame. Um, and I think it's self-initiated. I don't think it's even pressure from ITV. It might be ITV pressure behind the scenes, but um, yeah, it's it's well, I, to I know,
1: um, Yeah, I know on Countryside Day at the November meeting, they told, Chapman told ITV not to show the hand parade. So I I mean, I don't know whether ITB wanted to show it, but I mean, they usually do show something like that. Um, But yeah, Chapman told them not Mm. to show it, which I thought was pretty odd given that they had it in the first place. I mean, what have you got? Mm. I don't don't know what you got to hide, but um, yeah, I I think this is, this has come from the race course. I I just hope that they don't get rid of the chase tonight, which has to be a fear given, given the way they're they're going, but let's hope they keep it because, you know, it's always one of the highlights of the year.
2: The only yeah, thing sure. is, someone else will pick those races up, won't they? Because they are good quality races. Someone else will have that evening, I'm sure. But um yeah, right. So it, you wouldn't want to see it, it was because it, yeah, it's Cheltenham, isn't it? Everyone wants to have a Cheltenham. It's Chowdham. Chowdham. That's yeah. A, but
1: Yeah, exactly. It gives it gives real amateurs the chance of having the Cheltenham winner because you know it, it's really hard to win the fox or the race that was known as the Fox Hunters. But at, at Cheltenham Hunt Chase Night, you get jockeys and trainers that would never usually have a runner at Cheltenham yeah. and it, you know, they love it. They absolutely love it. So if yeah, it right. went elsewhere, it would lose it.
2: The other thing worth yeah. noting is like we're sat here now, I don't know what day is it, Sunday evening, we've just had the first lot of decks for the festival and some of those races are embarrassing. The, the one race, there's only seven horses in it. Some of those others, you know, there's, there's not going to be many runners but the Fox Hunters, there is going to be a decent race. There's going to be a lot of horses running in that race. It's one of the races they should definitely be highlighting because, as I say, there's some of these races that are a bit embarrassing, but you know the point-to-point people are going to put on a good show.
1: Yeah, and the, and the other thing to, to know is because of where it is, it always best-supported betting races of the whole year. Yeah. It, because it's the race that follows the Gold Cup on the Friday. People like that I mean, have to reinvest. But... <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Or chase the loss.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and with that, gentlemen, we will draw the show to a close. Uh, Darren, been a pleasure as always. Uh, James, a pleasure it was all yours. And um, as I said, I hope you both have a fantastic week, and we'll see you, the listener, next time.